You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. First John 5, 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he does what? He hears us. He hears us. This is the confidence that we have in this God that we worship. And that's what, you know, makes it simple. He hears us. Praise the Lord. Are you a Christian? Yes. How do you know you're a Christian? You say, God hears me. Praise the Lord. I want you to say that. Say, I know I'm a Christian because God hears me. You know what it means? Your governor won't hear you now. Even ordinary local government chairman, try, he will not hear you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They will not hear you, fellow men. Some of them were your friends before. When they became something, they don't hear you again. They won't pick your calls. You write letters, they won't read. Praise the Lord. But God, the omnipotent, the creator of the heavens and the earth, does what? He hears, not only that he hears, he invites you to speak to him. Praise the Lord. The one that called God's phone number, Jeremiah 33, right? He says, call on me and I will what? Ah. Praise God. The creator of the heavens and the earth is interested in responding to you. And we still wonder why Nigeria is not progressing. In other countries, the reasons you have representatives is to represent the people. And they have emails and phone numbers. People send them messages. And then they take the concerns of the people up. Praise the Lord. But here, if you call your senator two times, DSS will come and question you. How did you get the number? Why are you disturbing him? Praise God. God hears Christians. So he says, this is the confidence that we have. Praise God. And it's important that you and I have that confidence because that is what gives us stability in our work with him. That he hears. Taking that further, we also believe he sees, isn't it? In fact, more than that, he says he's with us. But let's leave all of that. So he says this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, what happens? We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Why? He loves us. God loves us. God is interested in us. God has chosen us. God has examined all that there is concerning your life and says, I will put my name in you. Now, God has chosen you as a witness. Don't you think he's concerned about where you are? Don't you think he's monitoring your movement to guide you, to lead you, so that your testimony will bring glory to his name? Nobody wants a witness that will come and spoil his case now. You understand? So he says, I have chosen you. Praise the Lord. I have chosen you. And because of this confidence, it drives us to the place of prayer. And that's what dad essentially began to talk about. Empowerment. We need the anointing to do this work. Praise the Lord. It's the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. 
The power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said to the disciples, at the point Jesus was leaving, remember they had worked miracles, they had done all kinds of things. Now, I really don't know how they did. Maybe they did it by conduction of Jesus' anointing. But when Jesus was leaving, he said, don't go anywhere. Don't preach. Don't minister. Just wait until the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And then when he comes, you will become witnesses. Praise the Lord. From Acts 1.8. He says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. So the anointing comes to enable us to effectively, truly, appropriately, accurately, you know, represent the kingdom that we belong to. And as we journey in our Christian lives, the more we understand this, we find out the more of the anointing we need. That's why as a believer... If, you know, he made a, he, he said something on Sunday. He said, you come to church, you hear some of these things. You don't just go home and forget. When you go home, you ask, you pray with what you heard. Because it's going to be expected that you will walk in it, isn't it? If you take it seriously, then you're going to go back to God and say to God, please empower me. I need help. Okay, some of these words, they sound high for us. You call it empowerment, you call it anointing, you call it whatever you call it. The simple word is that you need help beyond yourself. Praise the Lord. You need help beyond yourself. That's what anointing means. Anointing means the help of the Holy Ghost. It means the Spirit of God coming to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. What man cannot do. Praise the Lord. So, so we have all of that as background, and we looked at a, a passage in the Bible that is very, you know, um, illuminating. So come with me to Luke 11. We looked at it on Sunday. We'll look at it again today. Luke 11, and we read from verse 5. I read, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Verse 8, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he Needs. Verse 9, note, Jesus now says, so I say to you. Are you noticing this now? So the story in 8 is the basis for what? So I say to you. So what does this say? Let's read this together. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks Finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Went on. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? 13. If we then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our heavenly father? Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Praise the Lord. One of the things we have learned and we must note when we read this passage is that in Matthew 7 verse 11, Matthew 7 verse 11, the same statement is made 
But good things is replacing the Holy Spirit there. So if, let's read it together now. If we then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Father who is in heaven give what? Good things to us when we ask him. Praise the Lord. So one question that I believe must come to our hearts is, the Holy Spirit and good things. The Holy Spirit and good things. So when I ask for good things, praise the Lord. God can give me the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Isn't it what he's saying? The same scripture, so it's not one by the Holy Ghost, one translation, one uh, um, evangelist, right? Give you good things. By the same Holy Ghost, he calls it what? The Holy Spirit. Now remember, when our Lord Jesus was leaving, he said to the disciples, he said to them, do not fear. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you orphans. I'm going to ask the Father for a gift for you. I'm going to ask. In fact, he said to them at a point, he said, it is expedient for you what? That I go. Now, when Jesus was there, remember he paid tax for them. He saved them from uh, shipwreck. He saved them from the Jews. What didn't Jesus do for them? Then Jesus is now saying, I'm going to leave you with something better. Jesus gave them bread. He gave them fish, isn't it? Whatever it was they needed, Jesus did what? Provided for them. Now Jesus says, I'm going to ask the Father to give you another helper. Another helper. The Greek word for that another is one just like me. One just like me. So a replacement for me, a suitable equal replacement of me. So you can see now why they can tell us if we earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the father give us his son Jesus or give us the Holy Ghost? Because when we have the Holy Ghost, we have what? Everything. Now let me ask you a question. Anybody here has the Holy Ghost? You have the Holy Ghost. So can you confidently agree with me or sincerely agree with me tonight that you have all things you have all things praise the lord so when, when you when you are, you find yourself imagining that you're in a situation and you're lacking something you need to ask yourself you have the holy ghost praise god you have the holy ghost you have the holy ghost and if you have the holy spirit the bible says you have the good things of god now the question arises I need accommodation. Can I sleep in the Holy Ghost? Under the Holy Ghost? Praise God. I think there are mics there. Pastor P, maybe you help me because you're a very good teacher. I enjoy your class. How does somebody, we're told in Matthew 7, 11, how much more shall the Father give good things? And when you read this one, what do you understand as good things? Somebody help me. What are good things? In this rain, you know, I pray for those who don't have good accommodation. The type of rain that is falling in Abuja, the Lord will provide solid accommodations for everybody in Jesus. Because most houses, if not for the work we did recently in my house, would have been swimming in my bedroom now. But we did some work, luckily, earlier in the year. So there's no, but some houses, either the swimming pool comes from above, some it comes from under, some it comes from the side. So, so God will give us good accommodations in Jesus' name. So it's a good thing. What other good thing? Sorry? 
Health, praise God. Clothing, nice clothing. You look nice, you know. Food to eat, a nice car. Praise God. In this weather also, with the rain, you appreciate air conditioning. It's no longer a luxury. When you ca- your car doesn't have air conditioning, you don't just sweat. You know you won't sweat, but you won't have vision because the windscreen. Okay? So, good things are good. There is nothing wrong with them. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says in another place, instead of good things, he will give you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So, how do we convert or how does the Holy Spirit equate these good things? How does it happen? Let's go back to the story we looked at, the account we looked at in Luke 11. Luke 11 verse 5. There are three friends mentioned in that account. It says, which of you having a friend? So, you are you, okay? And you have a friend. Praise God, okay? And what do you do in this place? You go to your friend. Isn't it what he said? You go to your friend and say to your friend what? I need bread. Praise God. There's a key there that if we get, we'll close this service and go. Everybody will be fine. He said, which of you having a friend? Okay. Goes to him what time? At midnight. Okay. Why are you going to him at midnight? To ask for what? Bread. Praise God. This bread you're asking, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Uh-huh. You're not hungry. Praise God. Who is hungry? Another friend is hungry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In Christianity, the way we solve our problems is by solving other people's problems. You see, they have satisfied you with the Holy Ghost. When you're hungry, drink the Holy Ghost. Whatever is your problem, just know that God knows your problem already. Many of us, if we pray for 10 hours, 9.9 hours is ourselves. But you see, Jesus in the verse that says, I think it's verse 8 that says so. Verse 9 says, so I say to you, ask and what? It will be given. There is that condition, that promise, that certainty is established when you are an intercessor. What he's saying is this. Anytime you rise up at midnight, that midnight involves inconvenience. Involves, you know, out of your way. Okay? To make a request of this friend, the Holy Ghost, for something for another person. Now, are you under obligation? If your friend comes to you at midnight, he didn't tell you he was coming. You don't have bread. You shift for him to lie down in, under the uh, duvet. Sleep now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wahala day for that. There's no problem. I mean, I'm opening the door for you at midnight. Haven't I tried? Praise God. And you lie down. Then you are now lying down and you're saying your stomach is doing somehow. I don't have food. I don't have food. Case closed. Tomorrow morning we'll find something, isn't it? Christianity is about people who are selfless. It's about men and women who, by revelation, have had themselves satisfied with the fullness of God and exert themselves only to be a source of relief and blessing to their world. Under that condition, 
So I say to you, whatever you ask, you will receive. You see, I told us here about the expatriate, one white man. The man said that he knows that God is still wooing him. So that he doesn't want to become a born-again Christian now. He doesn't want to. Because he knows that God is doing him favors now because God wants to catch him. You see, when, when God catches you, eh, something changes. Oh. How many married women are here? You know there is difference between courtship and marriage. During courtship, the man doesn't come back and sit down and cross his leg and say, where is my food? Does he do that? What does he do? When he's coming back, he buys takeaway for two of you. On his way, he drops it for you. But when he has married, the expectations change, isn't it? But who would prefer courtship to marriage? Because in marriage, there is permanence. The two have become what? But in courtship, he can buy four and drop one for you and drop two for other persons. Are you getting it now? You see? The Bible talks about receiving the end of our faith, the salvation of our souls. Listen to me. When God saved me, he has blessed me fully. He has washed my sins away. Now, I'm alive now, no longer living for myself, but living for him who gave his life for me. And in this my journey, there will be things that I will need him to do so that another person will know him. Another person will experience him. That's why Jabez prayed. You know, it's unfortunate that things that don't really catch the spirit of the word, you know, become, they fly too much and become more popular. The prayer of Jabez is not about himself. He said that I may not cause pain. Praise the Lord. That I may not cause pain. I was so blessed the other day I get connected. Benny was sharing. He said the landlord was threatening and all of that. And he could make, you know, he could go to court, you know, get on all, all the way some people react. But he remembered, follow peace with all men. And he agreed, humbled himself, you know, did not push anything. He said the same day he got an alternative arrangement with the money. Brethren, the principles of Christianity are simple. Like we learned the other Wednesday. You don't need to know too much. In every situation, follow godliness. You see, darkness will never solve a problem for a Christian. Disobedience to God will never solve any problem for you. It may elongate it. It may change it from one to the other. It may change it from a marital problem to, to spiritual problem. Or marital problem to colo problem. But to think that by compromising... You're going to get something. It doesn't happen for believers. The only way, you know the Bible says, no temptation has befallen but such as is common to man. But with every temptation, God also makes a way for you that you may be able to what? Bear it or escape it. Do you know the way God makes for the believer in every temptation? A way of obedience. Let me put it this way. Praise God. You look at this now. Assuming someone is trapped. Assuming this, this um, rug is a wall. Okay, and everywhere is sealed, and I'm trapped in here. Now I can't see any door. But you see, if by the understanding of God, maybe there's something on this part of the world that obedience to God will make me to touch. Everything looks the same. In fact, they might have designed false doors here. 
and I could be breaking to breakthrough from here. This place might look weak. This place might look like it's going to, you know, fall with that little left. I might be breaking here. Brethren, the way of escape God will put for me in this trap is that thing that if I obeyed, I will do what? I will go in that direction. Anytime Christians obey God in a tight situation, the door opens for them. That's the way of escape. But they look like the last, the most impossible option. Are you getting it? They always look like, if you go home and cite the scripture, it's always that way. Remember when David, when David and his men, you know, had returned to Ziklag, and the Bible said, they had taken everything, burned the whole house, burned the whole village, all of that. They were even talking of stoning David. You can imagine the anger in the camp. And David sets out with his men to pursue, to overtake, to recover. And he sees an Amalekite, one of the attackers. Don't forget. He sees one of the attackers. If he's a normal person, you know the type of killing that would have killed the person? How many of us remember Samuel do? They will first cut one ear, one toe. They'll be alternating from this side to this side. And pieces him in vengeance, isn't it? But what did David do? When he saw the guy, they gave him milk. And the guy was wise. He took, took some. He didn't revive immediately. They gave him first. He, did. he said, no, I'm not awake yet. I'm not awake. I wasn't there. Don't mind me. But anyway, he ate well their food. And then he answered them. Then they could ask him questions. If not for that man, that young lad, that Amalekite, that gave them information, the word of God to them would never have come to pass. Pursue, overtake, without fail, recover all. What was the key? What was the key? Goodness, godliness, kindness. You see, the devil has just played us too much. Many of us, when we have problems, okay, maybe you have problems outside. When you come home, your wife must suffer. If you're a woman, you have problems outside. When you come home, the, your house help will feel the problem. You will put the whole weight of the problem. Welcome, ma'am. What, what is welcome? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? She's not the one that's created the problem. And scolding her will not solve the problem as well. You might decide as the devil is creating problems for you. Decide to diffuse the fragrance of in that moment. You know what you do? You neutralize everything he's doing. But in those moments, what do we do? We also lash out on everybody that is around us. And then we keep the cycle going. We keep the circuit. You know, there's something that calls circuit breaker. When challenges come to the Christian, the way you respond can break that circuit. That's what David did. Anyway, so going back to our story. So he says, this friend went to another friend. Okay? And said to him, a friend has come to me. So this thing is friend to friend. The Bible said, for God so loved who? That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes. So God loves the world. He has saved you. You're no longer the world now, no. You're his children. You have been adopted into the family. So when the Bible says God so loved the world, it's you and God loving the world. So when you see the people that their attitude to everything is, me, myself, and I, because hide me, Lord, we are separate, not my portion. They don't understand. When God looks at Nigeria, he's looking at Nigeria as we and him on the same side and the rest of the people there. 
Are you getting it now? Now, based on that, when you and I go to God on behalf of those people who don't yet know him, he says, I will hear. I will answer. But when we go for ourselves, they didn't give us the, the story of that one. We don't know. He's ready to receive us anytime. Those of us who follow what is happening, just the past few days, you know, some very unfortunate events relating to, you know, ministers and the church have happened. And it's sad. It breaks my heart. I don't know if you're aware. You know, priest is killed. You know, pastor, the pastor that was killed on Cardinal was killed in front of the wife and the child. Butchered. You know, like, I don't know, you know, he preached on Sunday, Monday morning, you know. You hear these things, but when we are busy claiming some level of, uh, uh, um, 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 what would I call it, as if we are not touched, as if we are separate. As, no, the other day I came here, I told her, I said, sometimes I imagine, what if I'm the one being kidnapped? You have to be connected to your world. You are God's representative. For Jesus to save you and I, he had to become a man. We, we are men, they've saved us. Men don't want to be men again. I told us that during Ebola, people were praying, it will not come near us. No, it's not about coming. Let it go from everybody. Pray for a shield for the whole of Nigeria. At least expand your coast, lengthen the place of your dwelling. But the average Christian thinks my family, myself, my, 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 my. And they didn't say my, he said a friend. The man that was persistently knocking in God's door in that case was knocking not because he had a need. He was knocking because somebody else had a need. So I say to you, ask and you shall what? And that same principle, brethren, follows everything in Christianity. Prosperity, that's what follows the godly one. Not that you want to get, no. There are people who sit down and they desire, when they go to do business, they are saying, Lord, prosper me so that I will solve problems in your church, so that I will help the brethren, so that with that mindset, you enter every business meeting with an anointing that the adversary cannot gain sin or resist. Praise the Lord. That is the guarantee. So Jesus said, the keyboard there is that, so I say to you, this friend that got up at midnight, he was not hungry. And went to another, now, now, look at it again. He could have gone to that friend's house and knocked. When he didn't wake up, he'll go back to the other friend and say, oh boy, I don't try. I got up from my house, isn't it? I went to my friend's house. He didn't respond. Let's sleep tomorrow. But he said he was persistent. And then that friend, even though would not answer because he is his friend, answered because of his persistence. So I say, so I say, people of God, like we've been reminded tonight, Christianity is simple. Christianity is simple. We must graduate to the way these things are done. It's not about us. The truth is, it's about us in a sense. You know why? Because God is mindful of us. But he has engaged us to be his vessels so like we're told, you see, when we pray not expecting, we're implying something the same way. I don't know, I've asked this question all the time. How many of us, you work in an organization? Okay. How often do you go to the personnel department? Why? Isn't that where they pay from? 
Isn't that where they do promotion from? Why don't you go there? Because that's not your assignment. Praise God. Do you know that when as a Christian, you keep bothering all your Christianities about yourself? It's like resuming in UBA or NMPC. And they send you to um, offshore. Every day you won't go to offshore, you go to personnel department. That's what it is. He has called us in. He has engaged us and said, this is what you should occupy yourself with and I will take care of you. But we don't like that because we are suspecting that if I don't go to personnel, they will not remember to credit my account. So for the whole 25 days, working days in the month, you're busy going to the personnel department. At the end of the month, will you get paid? You won't get paid. That's it. So I say to you, praise God, I say to you, ask and you shall receive. Brethren, God is actively involved in his word, but God is constrained by his principles. We're still talking about, you know, our nation and the things going on. This is our problem. This is our challenge as a nation. The church is here, but very few of the church is carrying concern with the burdens of the nation in the right sense. In the right sense. The friend is there. But when we go to knock, we are not knocking for the friend. We are knocking for ourselves. Now, ourselves, would we disappear? Impossible. We learned on Wednesday. Jesus said, in fact, the next, um, okay, that's in, in Mark. Mark 8. The Bible says, verse 1. In those days, a multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude. Why? They have followed me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. God's faithfulness, God's goodness will take care of you. He will. He will see to it that all your needs are what? Are met. Yes. You're following him. Oh, God will provide for you. Praise the Lord. You're following him. God, God is a good God. Let me hear you say God is a good God. Our God is good. Our God is good. The only thing is that he has principles. And then when God looks at you, he wants to teach you things as well. He wants you to match up. So some of us are in situations and going through things now. It's not because God can supply it, you know, yesterday or two years ago. No, he wants you to learn something first. The psalmist told us, he said, it was good for me that I was afflicted because before I was afflicted, I went astray. But when he learned all the lessons, his name became a name that will never cease in Israel. The sure mercies of David, not the passing mercies. God wants to bring you to a place of stability where your relationship with him is settled. He said, if the son, if my covenant with the son, if the son is still coming out, if the moon is still coming out, then surely my promises to David, God wants to bring you to where you have, you see, praise the Lord. Everywhere I go, I say I'm an accountant, Abby. If you test me in accounting, I will fail. But can you take away my being an accountant? You know why? I passed. God wants to bring you to a place where you what? You pass. And it becomes a settled matter that you're his. Praise the Lord. So tonight, I want us to pray for this nation. Amen? I don't just want it to be something we do. I want you to have concern. You hear news. You see things happen. Praise God. Let it not sound far. It's so unfortunate that some of these things are coming close home. 
Okay? And we look at this and we're saying, God, no. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't be. Then he says that, ah, you're thinking like me. You're seeing things the way I'm seeing. You know what he does? He will empower you. Praise God. He will position you. Okay? He will. That's the way it works. You know, my eyes and my ears, the things we've, we're hearing in you know, about this nation. I haven't thought of calling it fast, but our brother today uh, at Get Connect shared on fervency. Elijah, when Elijah prayed, okay, that there should be no rain. Elijah was not amongst those that, you know, were suffering the hardship under, under Jezebel and Ahab. He was just a prophet that had concern for God and his glory. If you look at the marvelous things that were done in the scriptures, it was done by men who were not looking to themselves. Imagine if the church, you know, corporately, I mean, not that we won't, you know, ask for, you know, some little thing, but it won't be a, it won't be a burden. You understand? It won't be what you're carrying as load. No. If water is entering your house, definitely you ask for help. Praise the Lord. But it's not every day that that is what, no. There are issues that come your way. There are things that the Holy Spirit will allow you here. And he will expect that when you go to pray, you will bring that up. But he allows you to hear that. And when you go to pray, it doesn't come up at all. You'll keep looking for a man. You'll keep looking for a woman. Some of us, you walk in schools, Emma, I sent you something. You hear something is happening in the educational sector. Heaven is expecting you to take that to God and make it an issue. You hear something is happening in the civil service. Heaven is expecting you to take it and make it an issue. When you do that, you'll be that friend pleading for a friend. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Because we cannot, we cannot consider that our God is unable. Our God is what? Able. More than able, the God of the Christian. Nothing, the world has nothing. The enemy has nothing. Praise God. The Islamists have nothing. They have nothing on this. No, they don't. When God wants to act, brethren, we can wake up in this nation. And that will be very soon. We can wake up in this nation and find out that all the killer headsmen will find them lying dead. You understand? They're not up to 185,000 trained soldiers. God in one night finished these ones, ready for battle. All this terror, all this harassment. God, he sees it. Praise the Lord. So tonight we want to pray and ask for a friend, ask for the neighbor. Thank God none of us here, you know, have experienced such a thing. But we don't have to experience it. Our neighbors are experiencing it. Praise God. You consider the poverty in the land. Thank God we are all feeding. Thank God we are okay. Pastor Sam was saying about um, last week, they tried to get a bed in the hospital for somebody who needed an emergency. All the hospitals in Abuja, no bed space. And this is federal capital. All the hospitals in the whole of Abuja. Asokoro, Wuse, um, Maitama, um, National Hospital. No bed space. Federal capital. And we think Nigeria does not need divine intervention. I'm telling you, if I were a Christian minister in this government, even if they made me whatever they made me, every day I'll be asking God, change it. That's changed me and the rest of the people. Because it's terrible. It's terrible. How many of us saw the picture of the policemen and the uh, bandits? Okay, we, we only watch CNN. State governor is granting amnesty to 100 Bandits. Bandits are the ones that are killing and kidnapping. 
Not recovering their guns or nothing. Just, you know, telling them, I'm sorry for disturbing you and we're going to walk in peace. Peace between government and bandits. Granting them amnesty, that means they'll also be giving some money. Praise God. Whereas unarmed protesters are being shot at. The, you see the picture, you see the policeman with his gun. Then you see the bandits with their gun. Yeah? Espirit the cause. No, no, no. You see, th- these things are not funny. We have a weapon. Where is the burden? We must carry a burden for our time. These things are happening in our eyes. The solution is not going to come with men. No. God will use men, but the place of prayer is where to be ignited. Praise the Lord. We must say enough is enough. And we hear, we see things. The one that happened in on Friday. How can they serially, I mean, we're not Catholics, but these are called by the name of God. How could it be that they're killing priests one after the other? How do you think the person who is a sinner, who doesn't go to church, will think? How do you think somebody will respond if he hears that the pastor and the wife and the child was taken by kidnap and they slaughtered the pastor? How will it help faith? These are matters that should pierce our souls. And we go to the big friend and say, help us. Let's rise on our feet. Or kneel down or sit down. Anyone you want to do, you don't even need to stand up. You can sit down. But I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, please heal my country. Heal my country. The Bible says of David, it said David served God according to the will. Served God according to his will in his generation. Brethren, we are Christians in this Nigeria. This day, August the 7th, 2019. Lord, you said if we ask, you will hear us. Heal our land. Heal our land. Let this assault cease. Let this wickedness cease. Let this insensitivity cease. Let this murdering, let this death, let all of them cease, oh Lord. We come to you and we're saying, Father, you have assured us that whatever we ask according to your will, you will hear us. Father, tonight we're saying, behold our nation. Look at the things that we see. Look at the things that we're hearing. Look at the things. Your, your church and robbers break into a church in our land and there's, Lord, arise, O oh Lord. Arise, O oh Lord. Arise, O oh Lord. Pastors are kidnapped. Oh Lord, arise. Oh Lord, arise. Nobody, nobody should be kidnapped. Nobody should be robbed. We say no more, no more, no more, no more. That servants are riding on horses. Oh Lord. And princes are trekking. Lord, we say arise, heal our land. We are Nigerians. We identify with the IDPs. We identify with those that are under the captivity of Boko Haram. We identify with every Nigerian suffering oppression, suffering injustice. We remember your daughter, our sister, Leah Sharibu. We identify with them. Lord, we are not imagining ourselves to be far. These are members of the body of Christ. Lord, we are saying, have mercy on this nation. You said if we call, you will answer. We come corporately as your church and we say, Lord, hear from heaven and heal our land, heal our nation. Deliver us, Lord, from wicked men. Deliver us from unjust men. Deliver us from these ones that have no fear of you. No regard for righteousness. No regard for justice. No regard for equity. No regard for the lives of men. 
These ones that the blood of men mean nothing. That value cows that men. Lord, arise and heal our land. Lord, you said we call, you will answer. You said if we ask, we'll receive. If we seek, we'll find. Tonight we are coming and saying mercy upon this nation. Mercy upon this nation. Mercy upon my generation. Mercy upon this Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, I know many of us have been praying for this nation. But the angle I'm, I'm, I'm bringing tonight is when you see that that is your main assignment, do you know that somebody who is in detention, no matter how innocent he is, cannot bail himself? No matter how innocent, we'll need somebody outside. We are the people outside that will bail them. And if we fail, then injustice will multiply. And injustice in a land draws curses on the land. is a, a web. So I want us to see our responsibility. We don't want to make a religion of five minutes we pray for now. When you catch it in your heart as you're driving, you see things, you cry to the Lord. You see their imageries. And you see that men have decided to destroy the destinies of these children so that they can take use of them. You cry to the Lord, Lord, save them. Save them, mercy upon them. Praise the Lord. This system, overthrow it, oh Lord. Let's pray. Lord, change the system of this name. Change the wickedness. Change it, oh Lord. Tra transform things, oh Lord. There are many that are suffering. There are many, oh Lord. Many like me. Many like you. The pastor that died are not better than him. The ones that were kidnapped were not better than them. Lord, we are saying, have mercy and heal our land. Deliver, deliver, deliver. You are the righteous church. You are the great king above all the earth. You are the one who rules in the affairs of men. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Let this not continue. We need you, O Lord. We need you in Nigeria. We need you. O Lord, arise. 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 There's too much pain. There's too much injustice. There's too much iniquity. There's too much wickedness. Lord, we are coming to you. We are your redeemed. You have settled us. You have given us the kingdom. We have your Holy Ghost. Our names are registered in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. If anything happens, we return to be with you. But tonight we are coming and saying, Lord, behold Nigerians. Behold our fellow Nigerians. Lord Jesus, the blood you shed on the cross was shed for every citizen of this nation. Whether they be Fulani, whether they be Aosa, whether they be Yoruba, whether they be Igbo, whatever tribe they are from, no matter their profession, Lord, we are saying mercy, 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 mercy. Only you can heal this nation. Only you can deliver us. Only you can save us. Oh, Lord, save this country. Save us. Save us. Save us, oh, Lord. Save us. Malato Sandeganda. Jekapako Lakalega Bozundu. Mandagar. Le koje kapako toka le katosundu. Je kababa babale gadozundun. 
Mandakar la kokoko bakatakatale kato sondo jege bagaga gagaga le kando sondo sondo le kakoko la kato kola kababa le gere bago jende gere gere ganan mandaka kota koto kole gere baba liga desende gende gere bando jeka pakata sondo sondo in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Brethren, what we are saying tonight is this. God, use us. You know, you know, you know, brethren, this is um, 21st century, right? You could have been a Christian in the 18th century Nigeria or wherever. Do you know God posted you to this season? Do you know we are divinely enlisted in the kingdom and posted to Nigeria in this very time? I remind myself. So when I pray, I tell God today's date, 2019, August the 7th, I am a Christian in Nigeria. We are making requests to you. Let, let me read the scripture. Um, Acts 13, 36. It says, for David... You can put your name there. Say, for, for he came now. After he had served his own generation. By, there is a service this generation needs you to give. Everything you have heard. Everything you are exposed to. Everything that you come in contact with. Whether Ebola came, whatever it is. Everything there is. He says, after he had served. Listen, if David... If David came 50 years after he came, he would not be called to kill Goliath. He was anointed to solve the problem of Goliath. Praise the Lord. He served his own. He was anointed to solve the problem of the Amalekite. Tonight, I'm telling you, you are a Christian in Nigeria today. There is an anointing upon you to solve a problem. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me to serve you in this Nigeria, in my generation. Help me to serve you in this time, oh Lord. In this season, oh Lord. In this trying times that Nigeria, maybe it's your prayer. Maybe it's your sensitivity. Maybe the right word. Maybe you have the combination that will bring the transformation. Maybe it is you that will kickstart that complete turnaround. But we refuse to act like it's not happening. We refuse to say we are being disturbed. No, this is a problem for my country. It's a problem for my generation. And I've been anointed for this generation. Oh Lord, I'm calling on you. Arise! Arise. Let things cease to be the way there. Let things cease to be the way there. Let this news of deaths, of kidnaps, of injustice, of bloodshed, let it cease, O oh Lord. Arise! And have mercy. 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 Deliver us, O Lord, from enemies too powerful for us. Deliver us, O Lord. They are powerful. Their plan 
Shedding blood is nothing to them. Killing is nothing to them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. I don't know if you saw the video of one of the killing. I think it was somewhere in Zanobia, one of the places in Anambra, one of the things they did. They, they got his phone where they were laughing and videoing one man as he was being butchered. And they asked him, why did you video? He said to show his, his friends how, you know, how much fun it was. You see, heaven will not allow you here, will not allow you see anything for the sake of entertainment. You're too anointed for that. You and I have been ordained kings and priests by God. When God permits you and I to see something, he wants us to do something. Now, we can't carry arms. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But when the believer sees those things and they don't respond, what will heaven do? Heaven has said, let you and I have dominion. The dominion over Nigeria has been given to believers. So when you see men and women who claim to know God, Live in a world as if this thing is not in their world, as if, there is a, you know, as if they have a special cocoon that is keeping them. You see that they don't really know God. Praise the Lord. We are here as representatives. Lord, help us. Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. The Bible records Mordecai saying to Esther, Unfortunately, it's getting too close, you know, for comfort now. He said to Esther, do not imagine that if you keep silent, that you yourself will escape. For peradventure, you're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Brethren, we're here for such a time as this. All those preparations, all the relationship, all the purity, all the sanctification, like that keeps telling us. And the Bible says clearly, it says it's the prayer of the righteous man that avails much. Don't think yourself too small. Praise the Lord. We're going to round up, but when you go home, you listen to the news. They post something on Facebook. It's not just for you to hear. Heaven is the... When I heard the one on hospitals, I said all the hospitals... In Abuja, federal capital. So what will be happening in Benue? What will be happening in Nasara? What will be happening in Zamfara? So with all the violence, there are not even hospitals. Brethren, things are not normal. Father, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy. We lift up our nation to you. Lord, you promised us that we have giants in the land. But he said, if the Lord delights in us, he said, if you delight in us, you give us the land. And you make the giants to be as bread for us. Lord, tonight we'll ask for forgiveness. In any way and in every way, we have been insensitive to your promptings. In any way and every way that we have not given to you the things that you need. To heal our nation. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. In the areas where we ourselves have contributed, O oh Lord, to the evil. Lord, we ask that the blood, precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, will cleanse those of us that are called by your name. We pray for the church in Nigeria. He said we are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of Nigeria. We are the light of Nigeria. 
Lord, have mercy. We now ask according to your word. You say judgment and purification will start from the house of the Lord. Lord, purify us, say people you can use. Revive your church. Let us be instruments that will bring down your mercy, that will bring down your glory upon this nation. Father, we thank you. You said to us, whatever we ask according to your will, you hear us. We ask for forgiveness. Every way and everywhere we have been complicit in the terrible situation our country is in. Lord, we acknowledge you alone are righteous. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you remember the blood you shed on the cross. Remember the pains that you bore, the stripes that you took on your back. And look upon the multitude of souls that are in this country. Lord, we are praying, let there be a revival. Let many turn to salvation. Let there be such conducive situation in this nation that the gospel can be preached. That this full and men can become saved, can become worshippers of the true God. That the imageries can become, oh Lord, a mass choir everywhere, serving you, worshipping you. Lord, that even these ones that have taken advantage of them, like you did with Zacchaeus, they can come to repentance and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Who pray for our leaders. Lord, indeed, they know not what they do. For if they knew, they would not be doing what they're doing. For it is appointed unto man once to die and thereafter judgment. Lord, we pray that their eyes will be opened to the day of judgment. For they sit in the seats that dead men have sat on. Those who sat before them are dead and buried. Let them remember that there is a day of reckoning. We pray, O oh Lord, that those who are willing will come to repentance. But those who will not repent, O oh Lord, O oh Lord our God, break them. You taught Pharaoh a lesson. He said, who is the Lord? He met you, O oh Lord, in the depth of the Red Sea. As many as they are, that are imagining themselves to be gods in this nation. Lord, show them who God is. Let them know that there is only one true God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Lord, you taught Nebuchadnezzar a lesson. Lord, teach the leaders of this nation, the wicked ones, a lesson. Let them know that the most high rules in the affairs of men. Father, we thank you. We pray, O oh Lord, for the oppressed of this nation. Remember, many multitudes that are in IDPs. These are people that lived in their own homes like us. That had their own trade like us. We pray for farmers whose farms and homes and city, villages have been destroyed. We remember them, O oh Lord. We pray that you will comfort them. Remember many that have lost limbs, sources of livelihood, family members, fathers, sons, children, wives, daughters, to this wickedness that is going on in this nation. I will say, Father, in a way that only you can, comfort them. Comfort them. Remember those that are in captivity, using Leah Shariba as a point of contact. We'll pray for them, O oh Lord. We'll pray above all for salvation. That in their captivity to men, they will break free from the captivity of the devil. Lord, and as they call upon you, deliver them with a mighty deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll pray, O oh Lord, for our country. You have blessed this nation with resources too innumerable. Lord, heal our land. Heal our land. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.